Welcome back to Table Radio. This is the next sermon in our fall series, Live a Life of Rescue. This is preached by Andy Withrow on Sunday, October 16th, and it is on the fifth commandment, honor your parents. God of creation. Our reading tonight comes from Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The word of the Lord. If remember, we're traveling through the Ten Commandments, or we could call them the Ten Words, the Ten Instructions. We've spent a great amount of time talking about the setting of the law, that the law did not come first, but rescue came first. Salvation came first, and it's essential For us to remember this because a lot of us grow up either in the church or having a perception of the church in the Bible and the law as um, having to do good stuff so that God likes you. And that's not what happened. That's not what happened. So the Israelites get rescued before they're able to do one thing. And the law is a gift. We talked about the law being a gift from the creator of the cosmos Say, hey, if you want life to work out, here's how it works. So tonight we're looking at commandment number five, honor your father and your mother. My name is Andy, by the way, if I didn't say so already. I'm one of the leaders, one of the pastors here at the table, and we're glad that you're with us tonight. Would you pray with me? God, we give you thanks for the gift of your words, for the gift of instruction from you. God, that you care about us enough and love us enough uh, to reveal instructions for wise living. God, would you help us to take these words to heart tonight? Would you guide us into the way of truth? In Jesus' name, amen. So I was struck this week, uh, the couple weeks leading up to tonight, uh, getting ready for uh, speaking with you by this commandment, by this instruction and this promise because it contains this pretty amazing idea. And the idea is this, that according to Yahweh, the stability and longevity of a society is dependent upon the degree to which it cultivates honor and respect in its family relationships or in its most basic and fundamental relationships. I'll say it again. According to Yahweh, the creator creator of the universe the maker of all things, visible and invisible, including the inner workings of the human heart, what makes us tick, and all its deep longings and profoundly mysterious needs, who understands intimately the rise and fall of every society in human history according to that God, the stability and longevity, the success of any given society is dependent upon how that society, at the very basic fundamental level of family, cultivates, grows, engenders, nurtures, protects, honor, and respect. It's pretty fascinating. This concept might be summed up very briefly in the idea that how I treat other people who are neighbors or maybe even strangers to me, is somehow inextricably linked to how I treat my mother or how my mother treated me. 
Politically speaking, even more important than voting yesterday is the degree to which you and I are cultivating honor and respect in our most fundamental of basic human relationships. But I still hope you voted. Also important. How do we know these things to be true? Well, in his instructions for Israel, Yahweh clearly ties these two things together right here in this commandment. Honor within the family relationships on the one hand and Israel's longevity in the land on the other. Remember, the ten words are instructions to the whole community, not individuals, or not just individuals. In the ten words, Yahweh is making an agreement with a whole nation. So we're not to read these just individualistically, but for our whole community. If you, says Yahweh, as a society as a community, as a people, want to live well and live long in the land, honor must be at the center of your most fundamental of human relationships. It has to be. Now, honoring parents implies honoring children, Celebrating and cultivating honor within every member of the family. Daryl Johnson affirms this when he says, If you understand the fifth commandment rightly, it contains the command for parents to also honor their sons and daughters. The Apostle Paul makes this clear in his letter to the Ephesians. After quoting the commandment, he writes, And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. And in Colossians, Paul writes, Fathers, do not exasperate your children, that they may not lose heart. In those verses, Paul is drawing out the message to parents, honor your sons and daughters. So God ties honor at the center of our basic human relationships to the longevity and success of our wider communities. And we see this played out in the biblical story from the very beginning. There is a clear connection between the deterioration of a society and the deterioration of the family relationships that's being telegraphed as early as Genesis 4, with Cain's jealousy of his brother taking root and then leading to disintegration of that relationship. And then we read on through the story, and it's like watching a train wreck in slow motion as Cain's lineage ends in the celebration of a disordered and chaotic culture. It's a chaotic culture marked by violence when Lamech makes a song out of murdering a stranger for merely insulting him. That's the level of chaos that is reached. And the societal downturn continues on from there as the larger community corresponds to the role of honor and respect within the family unit. Basically, it just keeps getting And then you fast forward through the biblical story like we like to do, and we get to Jesus. And as with many things in the law, Jesus is not content to let it simply be, but he takes it further. And this time he takes aim at what it means to be even a family. Where should we cultivate honor and respect? Well, in a family. But this time... Well, many of us here might be wondering, well, how do I fit into this command or this instruction 
to this key connection between family and society when maybe we don't have what's considered to, to, a typical North American nuclear family. It gets messy, right? Well, it turns out, if you're a Christian, reorganizing your life around Jesus and his teaching, it doesn't matter. In Mark chapter 3, Jesus is sitting in a room full of people, no relation biologically to himself, and it's announced that his mother and his brothers are at the door calling for him, and his response is this, who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who are sitting around him, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and my sister and my mother. Jesus does this throughout the Gospels. He redefines the whole family around the Gospel, around this good news of Jesus that's given from God. And we are now called into this way of life together, to be a gospel-formed family, no longer primarily defined by our blood relationships, though those are still good too, but by our gospel relationship to one another. Either way, the point of all of this seems to be this, that God calls us to keep and cultivate honor in our most basic and fundamental of human relationships. And naturally, for most of us, this is our family, biological family unit growing up. But it can and also does extend to our basic human relationships we find ourselves in. Friends, housemates, extended family, personal relationships within our communities. And it shouldn't surprise us that God has set things up this way from the very beginning. Especially when we take a moment to consider that God did not invent the idea of family. Yeah. On the contrary, God has always existed as a family. That's one of those things when you start to think about it, it kind of starts to make your mind hurt a little bit. Like, how did God never have a beginning? But this is the same thing. Not only did God not have a beginning, but God's family, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, in relationship eternally, God has always known community. Isn't that wild? So it shouldn't be a surprise that when he created us, he created us with community in mind. And God has created us to mirror the image of his own family with honoring one another at the center of it all. God does this for us by wisely creating us to be dependent early on in life, necessarily, and then grow into interdependence as we get older. He could have created us otherwise, but he didn't. Think about the intentionality behind that. Now, why? Why honor at the center of all these things? I think it's because God made us to be a family or a community that we might cultivate love and honor in that space, a proving ground where we can actually concretely love and serve and honor one another. And this is also the space that God designed for the sharing of his instruction, the gift of his words, his wisdom, for it to be transformed from one generation to the next in the context or the setting of love and honor. 
So we see that according to Yahweh, the stability and longevity of a society is dependent upon the degree to which it cultivates honor and respect in its family relationships or in its closest and most basic relationships. So this is all great, I think, but it's easier said than done, as are most things. This is often hard for us because our society kind of has a lone ranger mentality to it. Have you ever noticed that? Like do-it-yourself, DIY? We tend to focus on the individual at the expense of community. I don't want it to be dependent on others. I don't want to be reliant on others or have others be reliant on me too much. It's ingrained in us. How many of us grew up thinking the Ten Commandments, if we thought about them or heard of them, were rules for individuals? I did. But think about it. It's rules for a community. We tend to be also a people with lofty ideals, very idealistic, if you're like me at all. And it's easy to extend love and respect in the abstract. Bless them. I love people from Africa. I love South America so much. God bless the people there. I love the people in Asia. I respect Europeans big time. What are we talking about? Abstract. It's easy to do that. To have a bumper sticker, post something on Instagram. I'm not saying don't do that, but that's easier than the rough and tumble of everyday life, living with someone, isn't it? We so easily tend to fail where love and respect have their most concrete expressions with those we see on a daily basis, our closest relationships. It's also hard because our society tends to reject God's wisdom, or really any ancient wisdom for that matter, in favor of the latest, newest, fastest, most efficient stuff available, which is great, especially technological solutions. And they are great. I'm not anti-technology. But it's easy to lose the ancient Wisdom and God's wisdom that's been from the very beginning. So if we want to restore our larger community and society to a good and fruitful place, we'll need to push against these societal tendencies. And that will take some hard but good work on our part. Even just being aware of those, that stream that we have to kind of swim up against. Now, there are some exceptions to honoring your parents or your family or your close relationships. Recall the first three commandments. Honor and worship of God. He gets first place for a good reason. Sometimes God calls us out of oppressive and abusive relationships, even within our own family, that are in no way honoring to God. And some of us have experienced that reality. But remembering this helps keep a healthy boundary around this wise instruction. Yes, we are to honor parents, honor close family relationships and closest relationships, but not at any expense. Not at the expense of what is right and good and true. So, how do we honor one another within our families and close relationships? The Hebrew word for honor here gives us some insight and direction Hebrew is such a concrete language. And the word in Hebrew uh, for honor is kavod. 
literally means give weight to. Isn't that nice? You can carry something, it's got some weight to it. It's a helpful image. We can give weight to those individuals that are in our closest relationships. You can imagine that. Think about what that might mean. The relationships, perhaps, that we're most tempted to take for granted or give little time to. What is it? Familiarity breeds contempt. Familiarity breeds invisibility. We can often give little time to some of these most basic, important relationships, sometimes even if we say they're the most important relationships to us. Thinking about giving weight to others, I think it might be helpful to think in terms of giving time. That can be one of the hardest things for us to do, especially when our lives feel so full for some of us. Are we giving time to those in our closest relationships? Parents, especially as our kids get older and more independent, we can forget about this one. I now have, because I have a teenage daughter and then two younger, hey Savannah, two younger ones below her, and she's gotten so good at being independent and on her own, and the other ones take up so much time and energy. I have to remember, no, I need to be intentional now and spend time with this one, because I could just leave her to her, uh, to how independent and great she is. Children, including adult children who don't necessarily live with your parents anymore, it can mean giving more weight to your parents' advice. Wisdom, words, even if that wisdom came years ago, it's worth considering. Some of us may not have those healthy relationships with our own parents and have had to um, put up healthy and godly boundaries with our biological parents. But we can also think of who is a parent figure in my life that I can honor, that I have received wisdom from. What would it look like to honor them? Besides spending time and listening, we can also use our words to honor others. Words to show that we see them and we notice them. We notice what God is doing in their life. Words that acknowledge their goodness, their beauty, their value. I think this is a lost art in our society, but it's hugely important, especially in rites of passage, special occasions. Think of birthdays, life transitions, to spend some well-thought-out words on others and to really honor them. So this is the new reality that this God calls us to in the fifth word, and it's a call for us to be more focused and to give more time and weight and attention to our closest relationships. And as we've often said at the table, you can't just add more things to your life. So that means you'd have to take time from other things. And this is a good time to take stock and say, what are my most important relationships? And how can I take some time from other places that I value less than those to put into those for, to honor them? Not just for our own sake, but for the sake of the world around us. It is a wonder that a significant part of God somehow bringing his kingdom to this world of ours is learning to give weight to one another in this very basic and profound way. 
God, we give you thanks for the gift of your word to us. Give you thanks for the promise that when we honor one another in our biological families, our spiritual families, uh, those that are close to us, friendships, and other relationships, um, that has a wider effect in our communities, in our cities, in our society. You're at work in that honor for one another. God, would you open up our hearts and minds this week to be creative in how we might cultivate love and honor in those spaces by simply spending more time really seeing those in in our close relationships and speaking words of honor to them. We love you and we bless you and we thank you for um, this opportunity to gather tonight and to worship you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church and community in Victoria, BC. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. Music for this episode provided by the Preparation EP, written and arranged by Coco Relieve, and can be found at thetablechurch.bandcamp.com. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca. Blessed are you, God of compassion. We open our lips.